The Duggar Family, 19 kids and counting on TLC. Christian, Baptist. The documentary Shiny Happy People is Amazon's number one documentary of all time. It highlights the radical beliefs and views of the homeschool fundamental Baptist cult in the Midwest. I was raised in this cult. This podcast is all about my story, becoming a Christian conservative political operative at 15, how I broke out, and how this links to the Christian conservative agenda in the United States as a whole. What seems like traditional family values on the outside is a multi-generational strategy, darker and more corrupt than anyone on the outside could imagine, and deeply affects our legislation, Supreme Court, and direction of our country. Baptists are the second largest religious group in the USA, after Roman Catholics, making up 15% of the U.S. population. They have their fingers in everything in the U.S., not just religion, from lobbyists to elected officials to special interest groups, foreign affairs to the homeschooled population to family structures, human rights, government structures, the list goes on. Since 15, I've been in rooms with conservative political leaders, ran and staffed multiple political campaigns, and have been a spokesperson and journalist for many of these activist organizations. If you've been wondering about the strange bend many states are taking that seems to be sliding human rights backwards, I have the answers and inside look into those organizations and agendas. We'll also talk about the pattern of abuse and indoctrination approximately 2 million homeschooled minors raised in fundamentalist Baptist churches are experiencing today and the training to make them fierce conservative activists in all levels of U.S. government. I come from a family of German Baptists that have been part of this agenda for generations. I'm risking a lot by putting this out here, but it's all too dark not to speak up. The next three episodes will highlight the religious side of fundamentalist Baptists. Subsequent episodes will discuss their hand in Christian conservative activism, abuse in the church and beyond, their stance on gender roles, human rights, and how they are indoctrinating minors, why and how they homeschool, how they police women and have a hand in body image issues, how they condone and even encourage violence and abuse of all kinds toward children and women, why and how they place corrupt men on a pedestal, why they rallied around Donald Trump, their agenda to make everyone in the U.S. live and operate exactly like them, how they claim to be the part of freedom and limited government, but actually desire to be the opposite, how they are training generations of teenagers to infiltrate all levels of government with these belief systems under the guise of teaching them leadership and civic duty, how they want a hand in everything from how society dates and lives all the way up to how the government runs and how they believe it is their mission to make the U.S. a Christian nation with limited tolerance for other ways of living and religions. Let's get started. Our family and the people I grew up around emulated the ideal of Midwestern Christian conservative families. I grew up in the suburbs of Kansas City, Missouri. The house I grew up in was one my parents had built when they got married. As a kid, it looked massive to me. 
On a cul-de-sac, the house was blue, two stories, and had a beautiful wraparound porch with white pillars and a porch swing. I was homeschooled and went to a fundamentalist Baptist church with my parents and siblings every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday evening. The very first thing fundamentalist Baptist parents and churches want their kids to understand is about salvation, heaven, and hell. As a fundamentalist Baptist, you are taught from the beginning that you are an inherently bad person. As soon as you are old enough to understand, your parents and Sunday school teachers will point to a temper tantrum you threw or a fight with one of your siblings and show that to you as proof that you are not a good person and therefore need Jesus to save you from your sins. You are taught early about heaven versus hell. Your family is going to heaven because they asked Jesus to save them from their sins. But if you don't ask Jesus to save you, you will go to hell when you die, where you will live with the devil and burn in fire for eternity. Frankly, fundamental Baptists live in fear, fear of hell and the people they love going there. So obviously, instilling that fear into their kids is paramount. The stakes are so high. It's also why you'll see so many fundamentalist Baptists trying to witness or save the strangers and people around them. They think it's an act of love. They are saving you from burning in hell for eternity. Why wouldn't you be grateful to them for that? So being frightened of hell and believing I was born a bad person, I prayed for Jesus to save me at age four, led by my mom after being put in timeout one day. After that, Jesus was used as a bargaining chip to get all of us kids to behave. You misbehaved? Well, do you actually love Jesus? Are you actually a Christian? Because if you were a real Christian, you wouldn't act like this. Fundamentalist Baptists do not believe in your freedom as an individual, your emotions, or your happiness. You are taught that you are here as a living sacrifice for God and to get as many people converted to Christianity as possible and to shift the government and society to be pleasing to God. As a kid, you were required to memorize hundreds of Bible verses, go to Christian camp in the summer, and be at church whenever the doors are open. It was common for kids to show up to church slightly sick because their parents thought it was more important they were in church than to be home recuperating. At Bible camp, you would have chapel multiple times a day, where at the end of the service, they would have you close your eyes and scare you about the concept of hell again. Were you sure about your salvation? They would ask. If not, you had better make sure so you didn't end up in hell. I found myself anxiously praying the salvation prayer over and over again before age 15 just to make sure I was going to end up in heaven with my family. It's interesting, because if a Baptist heard what I said, they would say it's not true, that instead they believe in grace, that once God saves you, you're good to go and free from sin. It doesn't matter what you do anymore, you're saved. However, the rest of their teachings directly conflicts this. 
an argument I got in with my parents when I was under 11. Highlights. I was in trouble for something, who knows what. And my parents tried to tell me that God was unhappy with me. But I'm saved, I told them. So it doesn't matter what we do anymore, because you guys said that God loves me and I'm saved so I won't go to hell. Well, if you love God and are thankful for what he did for you in saving you, and you are really saved, then you won't want to do anything that upsets him, they told me. As a kid, you were taught early that fear and love are the same. God had the power to cast you into hell, but it was so kind and loving of him to allow his child, Jesus, to be murdered on the cross for your sins because you are such a wicked person. He loves you so much that he gives you the opportunity to do exactly what he says and live your life for him. And in exchange, he won't throw you into hell for being so evil. It was a hostage situation that you were told as a kid was love. There is a clear hierarchy of power for fundamentalist Baptists. Men are placed on a pedestal and are seen to have more direct access to God than women. Women are not allowed to be pastors or teachers if it involves them having authority over a man in any way. The man had authority over all women. The women had authority over children. Women are taught early on to submit to a man's leadership, whether it was inside the church or their husbands. It doesn't matter as a woman if you think you have a better perspective than a man. What a man says goes. If you were a godly woman or wife, you submit, no matter what. Many women were stay-at-home moms and wives and not permitted to work outside the home. Women and young girls are also taught that their bodies are temptations to men and to cover up. If a man was tempted by you or behaved inappropriately towards you, that is your fault as a woman or girl, no matter how young you are. You should behave better wear more clothes, and not give a man an opportunity to fall into sin over you. Some women's husbands didn't allow them to wear makeup, and many of my friend's dads required their girls to wear baggy clothes that were multiple sizes too big. Some were only allowed to wear long dresses. Even for playing outside, the men got to decide what their wives and daughters wore and what was appropriate. One of the reasons Christianity and Baptists are such a large part of the world population is because of how much they spend on conversion. As part of a goal to have as many people believe in Jesus as possible and save them from hell, Baptist churches will fund people and their families, called missionaries, to live all over the U.S. and world to convert as many as possible. To fund the church and missionaries, you are supposed to donate at least 10% of your income to the church for them to allocate as they wish. It didn't matter if you were financially struggling. Did you have faith or not? Did you believe God would provide for you or not? If you do, you better donate that 10%. If you don't, do you really love God? Drinking and alcohol was also strictly forbidden. For my German Baptist family line of pastors, they would claim that the wine Jesus served in the Bible was actually grape juice. If you read the Bible passage, that is a laughable concept, but that is how many Baptists feel. Baptists also believe it is sinful to have sex or even kiss outside of marriage. Sex is not for pleasure. It's for procreation, and as a result, birth control is completely forbidden. A big part of your value as a woman is your virginity and then later your ability to have children. 
a term called courtship espoused by a book called I Kissed Dating Goodbye, made parents heavily involved in the decision-making of who their kids could end up with. Kids were not allowed to see multiple different people to find out who they liked. Instead, many times you would have only seen one or two people that your parents approved of before you married them, often very young. Because you were not allowed to be alone before marriage, all conversations were strictly monitored. And that meant often these kids wouldn't really know each other before marriage. And since the parents had to approve of who their child was seeing, you often had situations that looked a lot like arranged marriages. I'll also talk about this in future episodes. There was a mentality called quiverful that the Duggars and families I was around aspired to. Quiverful meant you were supposed to have as many kids as possible to make sure that you were putting lots of Christians into the world with the goal to make God the focus everywhere. I knew multiple families with over eight kids. The highest number I knew personally was a family that had 14. Many of the girls I knew helped raise their younger siblings because there were way too many for the parents to properly parent. Some parents even set up a buddy system espoused by the Duggar family where an older sibling was in charge of taking care of a younger one. I'll touch on this more in future episodes, but a lot of these girls did not have a childhood as a result or a proper education. After all, why would they need one? Their only mission in life was decided for them. To submit to their future husbands, be a stay-at-home mom and wife, homeschool their kids, and teach something like music lessons to other homeschooled kids, as long as it could be done from the home. Domestic violence and abuse by the men to their wives was very common because the man had absolute authority over his wife. She had to give him sex whenever he wanted it, and she had to do anything he said. Children would also get spanked heavily, and sometimes brutally, by both parents with giant hot gun glue sticks and other painful methods. Not only is abuse permitted, divorce is considered extremely evil by Baptists. Even if a woman wanted to leave, she often didn't have the skill set, education, or income to be able to, and would be shunned by everyone she knew. A lot of these women just thought that domestic abuse was part of their godly duty, but more on that in future episodes. As you can see, shame, fear, and indoctrination is used heavily in Baptist circles to keep everyone in line. There isn't room for deviation in most circles, and they believed that if you don't live your life this way, you are a sinner and might find yourself in hell. This is the foundation for much of the Baptist agenda. My next episode will dive deeper into my own story around this upbringing, how it affected me as an adult and how I got out. I have over 50 episodes currently outlined that explains the Baptist agenda in all areas of society, peppered in with my experiences, including government. And I would love to get all of that out to the world. If you would like to support, please consider contributing to my Patreon. I'll link to it in the show notes. Feel free to follow me on Instagram, The Blonde Fixer, or TikTok, Blonde Fixer. This is Michelle Box. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you next week.